Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. Did you know that less than 1% of hotels are owned by African-American women? Our guest today wants to change that statistic. And you can help and be a part of this amazing journey. Please check out the links in the show notes. Our guest today is Kaylin Beck of Beck and Call Hospitality. She is a native Houstonian who loves everything hospitality, including events, food, and travel. Kaylin is on a quest to redefine hospitality through a cultural lens. She hopes to achieve this mission by providing a unique lodging experience that offers a quality hospitable setting for guests to enjoy the many riches of a historic community. Please enjoy this episode of Don't Look Under the Bed. Well, hello, and welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Nikki. And I'm Robin. Today, we are more than excited to have one of Houston's very own, Kaylin Beck of Beck and Call Hospitality and Beck and Call Events. She values both travel, community, and is passionate about helping travelers experience the very best and services throughout their destinations. Welcome to the show, Kaylin. Hi, thank you all for having me. Thank you. I know we have, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Robin. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, see, the excitement is just coming out oh, no. all over the place. <laughs> but I know there's a lot to get into here. And something that we always like to know and our listeners enjoy learning is, tell us about your hospitality journey. Sure, yes. Yeah. So my hospitality journey started my senior year in high school. Uh, I had a lot of friends who... We were talking about college at the time. We didn't know where we were going to go. I really wanted to go out of state, but I was a little scared and, and shy and reserved at the time. So I remember we had a college fair and the University of Houston's uh, Hilton College were there. And I was like, I didn't know that the University of Houston had a hotel and restaurant management school. Mm -hmm. uh, this was back in 2010 when I graduated high school. And so um, I went over to the table and talked to the two young ladies and they were telling me all about the hospitality industry and how you know the program at University of Houston is, is so um, known and they're known for having such a good hospitality program. So I applied that University of Houston was the only school, only college I applied to. And I got in, I was accepted and I started that year, I started in the hospitality school at at the Conrad Hilton for hotel and restaurant management. And I wasn't sure going in what my emphasis was going to be. You know, you could choose between tourism, hotels, food and beverage, events. So going in, someone told me that I needed to get an internship mm. to, to see sure. you know, what, what it is that I like. So that was probably the best advice that I've ever gotten because in that internship, I was able to rotate between the different departments in the Hilton on campus. So I interned in banquets and that's probably how I ended up in events because that was the, the <laughs> department I liked the best. I interned in banquets, purchasing. So learning how, you know, hotels purchase the different, the different food items and uh, linens for the rooms. 
Uh, I rotated in, a, in the accounting department, also rotated in the kitchen. So I got to work with the chef mm -hmm. for the banquets. And so um, I did that for, for my first year. And then after that, I started to work for Papa's. I ended up working as a server oh, okay. at Papa Dolo. Yeah. So I have a lot of uh, serving experience because Papa's, um, they're known for having good training program. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I learned so much about customer service and you know how to provide that quality service to guests because people are coming to different places and visiting different places to experience things and share those experiences. So um, I was able to work with them and I also uh, interned with a wedding planner. That's how I got into doing events um, because I learned so much from her. She, her name is Sabrina Patrick and she, her company is called Sheeps Who Are Away Weddings. And I interned with her for about three years. Wow. Okay. Um, other internships I had while I was there was, uh, I got the opportunity to intern in Alaska for uh, Aramark. So uh, I did a front desk rotational internship at the National Park in Denali Park, Alaska, which That's is awesome. much, much different from Texas. Wow. Um, I was very scared because that was the first time that I was that far away from family. Mm -hmm. And Alaska is very different. When I first got there, it was like 24 hour daylight. So when I was trying to go to bed at nine o'clock, the sun was still out. <laughs> uh, but, but as I was leaving, it was starting to become 24 hour, you know, night. So uh, that was much different, but I, I learned so much there. I interned um, at Landry's in Galveston, the San Luis mm -hmm, Resort mm -hmm. as well. Um, and then my last internship in college was working with Matthew Knows at the House of Darion. I'm not sure if y'all you all are familiar with the space that was downtown. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. Right yeah. there by the, like on Hadley near the post yep. office. It's Absolutely. Right yeah. Yes. And yeah. Uh, he had three properties or three buildings on the property. So he had the Rice Mansion that he would rent out. He had the uh, House Darion Music Center. And then he also had the studio. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started off as an event intern there. And then I worked my way up to event manager and I stayed there all the way up until he closed it. Wow. Wow. You have really unpacked a lot of things. And yeah, I, I think for me, I love when, or I love to hear when people uh, like that, that hospitality is like that unexpected journey. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know this was a thing, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know what this is called. Um, that's always so exciting to me because it, it really, it's a thing. And yeah. it's a thing mm -hmm. with, with a lot of parts. And mm -hmm. um, even speaking on um, internships, that was how I entered uh, mm -hmm. in, in, into this life, yeah. I guess I'll call it, was as an intern. So, I mean, good, good. I, I mean, your experience is just very well rounded. Yeah. Like you, you've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. I love that you highlight the value of the internships and I, you know, that's not going away. Right. And I also understand they're coming up now with paid internships for people. So, I mean, for anybody that's out there, take advantage of them, whether they're paid or unpaid, because you get so much hands-on experience and you really 
get to unpack or unleash who you are and, and what, what drives you, you know, what your passion is. So I, I love that. Um, Kaylin, you talk about redefining hospitality. Why does hospitality need to be redefined? So I think it's similar to what, what I said, you know, about starting my journey back, you know, 10 years ago, things have changed tremendously with social media, with yeah. uh, just the digital age, the new generation, they don't, it's just a whole new outlook on life. Mm -hmm. And so I feel the same with hospitality. We were so, we were trained and stuck in the mindset that everything needs to be cookie cutter and I feel like most of the time we were catering to the corporate client, but now in this new decade, we're catering to millennials who are looking for experiences. Like I mentioned, you know, they'll, they will travel across the world just to take a picture in front of something that somebody else has taken a picture in front yeah, of. It's so true. So true. So I think that what I'm trying to do, well, I know that what I'm trying to do with Beck and Call is highlight some of those experiences and redefine what it means to travel as a minority traveler. Long time ago, you know, back during the civil rights, we had to pretty much be uh, cautious about where we're, we were traveling and mm -hmm. especially with um, similar, similar to like the green book and, mm -hmm. and different things going on at that time, yeah. we didn't have the, the luxuries to do what we, what we can do now. Yeah. take a road trip or, you know, travel to another state without having to worry about something happening to us. Mm -hmm. But some things that have come about where people experiencing, you know, um, racism or um, anything having to do with hatred and cultural experiences, staying at Airbnbs, mm -hmm. um, and that's been highlighted recently. So, we're back in call. I want I want people to know that it's a safe space for them to travel and attend these events and just immerse themselves in something cultural mm -hmm. that they can share and spread within the community. But also know that you know even if they are not from or are from Houston, mm -hmm. they can still experience the same things because I just coll collaborated, which is something that I'm that I'm big on doing and trying to grow is collaboration and partnerships. I just collaborated with a tour company and we did a, a Houston Black History tour in May. Oh. And we had a lot of locals, of mm -hmm. course. We had a lot of locals, but one thing that a lot of them said was that they learned things that they didn't know about Houston. Yeah. Attending the, uh, we went to the Olive Wood Cemetery in Fifth Ward, and a lot of people didn't even know that existed. Mm. And I even learned things that I didn't even even mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just being able to incorporate redefining means being able to incorporate all of those community aspects. Um, pretty much what we used to do back mm -hmm. then, kind of bring circling it back, and it's all about alignment and and bringing everything back together because that's where we started from. Yeah, I love that you are curating these experiences for people and the locals are taking advantage of it, you know? So I look forward to the next event. Um, we have so much to offer here in Houston.
and to put the uh, spin on it, you know, cultural and, you know, for us. And I mean, that's just, that's just so big. And it's actually, you know, can I use the word revolutionary? Can I use, um, I mean, it's inspiring. It's, um, you know, it's something that no one has done, you know? So yeah, we've had, um, I don't know, the tours, I guess the black neighborhood tours and, you know, the church things like what they do in New York, they go to, um, you know, like a black church in Harlem or, or something like that. But you have found a way to drill down even more um, to take people to neighborhoods. And like you said, the cemetery and some of the other things, you know, other places where people would not have known about, right? you know, right. so you are being very selective about, you know, what you curate. So talk a little bit about what, what, you know, what the future holds and what you would like to see moving forward. So the future hopefully uh, holds me getting an actual space. So I know that my end, my goal was to always own a boutique hotel or a bed and breakfast. And that goal was established when I was a student at University of Houston. I just didn't know how I was going to get there because yeah. most of my experience was in food and beverage. I didn't get my first actual hotel job until after grad school, mm-hmm. which was right before COVID. So um, when I was in grad school, that's when I started to work on my business plan and mm-hmm. my financial projections for the bed and breakfast. And I knew that, you know, I would need to get a job just to fund some of these uh, dreams that I had. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Um, so that's what I've really been working on for two years straight mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. participating in different small business classes. I've done probably about five to six locally. And then I, when I was in D.C. for grad school, I did about one to two. Uh, in addition to the entrepreneurship courses that I that I had taken, mm-hmm. but right now it's um, pretty much we are in the funding phase. So we're yeah. doing the crowdfunding, which just launched last Wednesday with iFund Women, and uh, most of the events that I have been doing are fundraisers. So mm-hmm. the the first big fundraiser was for Juneteenth, where we highlighted a lot of people in the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. And we were able to interview them about what Juneteenth means to them. And uh, it was held at the only female black owned for-profit art gallery here in Houston. Mm-hmm. She was willing to sponsor her space and she was a part of the interview as well. So that was a big fundraiser to launch, you know, what the initiative is and this next phase we are currently looking at properties, me and my realtor, mm-hmm. uh, but everybody's moving to Houston. Uh, so <laughs> that part. Property to my <laughs> but um, we're looking at some different opportunities, maybe like collaborations mm-hmm. with some people who already have properties, um, as well as finding a space and purchasing, because I'm really big on wanting to own a space. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to be more open about, you know, different options, but I really want something to call my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what the future holds. We are we are working on a calendar of events to plan one event per month. Oh, good. But I also work full time. 
So, mm. so it can be a little um, stressful, but I'm, I'm grateful to have a team of people helping me. That's awesome. Can we back up for a minute and talk about your alma mater? They've yeah. been in the news lately. Any yeah. thoughts, any uh, <laughs> um, comments? So I was just talking to a friend yesterday who's in town that I was in grad school with at, at um, Howard. Um, you're talking about Howard, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and we you. About, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about, you know, just our experience at Howard. And, you know, Felicia Rashad, she was from Houston, from Third Ward. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he went to Yates. I went to Yates. Um, it's just so much going on, especially with the current climate, the hashtag Me Too movement yeah. and everything. But I just, it's, it's a touchy subject because I'm the type of person that I'm always saying, you know, we don't, we, I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened. Yeah. It's also like- And you don't have to comment like, on that yeah. specifically. Um, yeah. Because, you know, everybody's got their own opinion, but the good news yeah, but uh, yeah, kind of Nicole like Jones. That, yeah, I feel <laughs> right, like that, right. Um, <laughs> Let's pivot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, as a as a, a woman, I should be an advocate, and I, I feel like as well that Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. she has so much. Um, she just like black excellence, yes. and so yeah. she um, the fact that she was named the dean for the fine yeah. arts school. Yeah, and the fine arts school sits sit right across from the business school. So. Oh. Um, just to give you like a layout, sure. but I actually had taken some classes in the fine arts uh, school. I took the interior design course. And so mm-hmm. I was so happy when, when they announced that she was the dean, unfortunately, you know, everything blew up like two weeks later, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, um, things happen and yeah. Uh, yeah, she released sure. her statement, but, but no, she has, I think she recently came back to visit, uh, Yates high school, um, maybe like a couple of years ago. Yeah. So she she talked to the students. I didn't get a chance to meet her because I wasn't there, but um, but yeah, I, I love Felicia Shaw and Debbie Allen. Yeah. They both went to Yates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Houston, well, stand it, up. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think social media is just powerful. And yeah. and whenever, whenever we're saying anything, good, bad, indifferent, you know, it's the individual's opinion, but you have right. to be be aware of that reach. Yeah, you know, the reach on social media is especially on Twitter. Yeah, it's in, it's oh, yeah. In, you retweet it and it's it's everywhere. It's yeah, everywhere. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's that's exciting. Like I I love the bread and bed and breakfast concept. Like I think it's so cute and it's yeah. a homey feeling. And for myself. I'm not originally from Houston. So I, I, even though I've been here like almost 20 years, I feel that I'm still learning things that I didn't know, you know, very, very few people in my circle are originally from Houston. So they don't know either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I love that, that you take the time to focus on um, things that someone like myself wouldn't know. And it's a great opportunity even for, students or younger people that, Hey, we live in this great city, you know, I bet you didn't know this, look at this, you know, look at that. So it's, 
kudos, you know, definitely kudos to you for bringing that to light um, through Beck and Call Hospitality. Mm-hmm. And also being, it sounds like you advocate for your travelers. Yes. Yes. I want to be able to, to be that safe space for them when they come to Houston so they could come to Beck and Call and they don't have to worry about where am I going to eat? Because I'm already providing, you know, a list of restaurants or, you know, of course, complimentary breakfast at a, at a bed and breakfast or, you know, what am I going to do for the day? We already have an itinerary of things. And if you don't want to do these things, you can, you know, venture out and do something else. So that's the type of environment I want to be, be able to provide to, to guests and locals. Okay. And so our, so currently, let's say, I'm traveling to Houston. I guess what what is your uh, like what is your setup like? Like pre the bed and breakfast opening, how how does someone get to you to get that information? Right. So since we don't have a space now, we had to pretty much pivot and figure out, you know, what is going to get Beck and Call out there, what's going to get people to know who we are. Um, so we've been working on a calendar of events for people who are coming into town and they need something to do, or, um, even locals, like I'm doing a happy hour to launch my crowdfunding in a couple of weeks. And it's a collaboration with David street, which is another uh, minority owned business. So, um, most people actually have found me on social media because I started out doing event planning and I still do. Um, that started out with weddings and, you know, other intimate small gatherings. And I started that business five years ago. So a lot of, you know, those same customers have overflowed into beck and call. And then when I started to ramp up the social media a bit and post more and um, get a website, I've been getting more traction and people like more people like you all have found out who I am, <laughs> uh, especially word of mouth as well, referral. So um, a lot of people say they find me on Instagram at uh, Beck and Call Hospitality. Also on my website, which is yourbeckandcall.co. And on Facebook, I'm pretty, pretty, um, I post a lot on Facebook at Beck and Call Hospitality as well. But we're on all platforms now. Someone told me you need to be on everything. So we're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. Oh, oh, come on now. TikTok. (laughs) Okay, so let's let's... Call Hospitality. YouTube as well. Let's talk about TikTok for a minute because yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't even, I, I don't know. I have an account. I don't post anything. I'm a watcher. I'm a TikTok watcher. That's, that's what I am. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, but this is what I noticed. This is what I noticed is people will get on and say things to do in Houston. And they start showing maybe like five restaurants or five bars or whatever. And it's, it's always interesting to me. I read the comments and I see like what people are saying and you know, right. how, how they're interacting. And I'm thinking I'm in this city. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've worked in some of the, you know, I've been in the Galleria like forever. I work downtown, right. you know, and I'm thinking these people are, are coming out with these lists of things. And then you have people from all around the country that are like, oh man, you know, I heard Houston is so hot. I want to come there or, oh, you know, I was at this spot last (laughs) night and 
it, I mean, it, and it's just mind blowing to me yes. how that all comes together. Yes. So I was hesitant about creating a TikTok. I was like, I don't want to create another social media. It's like, it took me an hour to try to learn how to create a TikTok <laughs> first. And I said, oh, no, this is not going to work. But a lot of the new generation, Gen, Gen Z, or yes. whatever they call themselves, they're mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the content that they share goes viral. So it's best to be on there because like you said, people are posting things to do in Houston, stuff to do in Houston. And if you see, it's getting like a million views. Wow. And people are trying to move to Houston and they're looking for things to do. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, now that Instagram has integrated the reel as well, yeah, it's easy for me to save it and then just repost it on Instagram mm-hmm. to my followers and get the same type of traction but yes at first I was like I don't want to download TikTok <laughs> I don't want to learn how to create a reel but honestly it's um it, it's pretty popular right now it it really is I saw the other day and this just cracked me up it was a trail ride event which is totally Texas mm-hmm. totally Houston I mean these people I was just, I was like, where are they? <laughs> because I see them all the time because I follow a lot of local, yes. lot of local um, uh, TikTokers. And I said, I didn't even know they had like these trail rides. Right, right. I said, I want to go. Like, mm-hmm. is it in the middle of nowhere? Like, I don't, I don't know where they are because they never put the location. Right. They never, but it, but they're, they're totally outside. Mm-hmm. It's like, a zillion people out yeah. there they're on their horses you know totally doing dancing. yeah yeah they're line dancing like they are having a good time mm-hmm. like send me the gps coordinates so i can come find yeah. you <laughs> so you can pull up right, right. <laughs> for for a hot minute just a yes. hot minute <laughs> wow that is great so Nikki's always telling me to embrace the social media. And so I am slowly, slowly trying to integrate that into my life. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Like, yeah. being on all platforms, but you got to have like boundaries. So what I do is I don't have any social media apps on my phone that I use every day. Oh, I have LinkedIn, but I have my old phone and I'll keep my Instagram and Twitter and Facebook on there. Okay. So like if it dies, I'm not worried about charging that phone. And so I won't, I won't have to worry about getting on social media, but thank God I have a social media intern that she posts for Beck and Call on all those platforms. Tell us your secrets. Okay. Yes. She's a blessing because I don't know what I would do without her. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Nikki, note to self. You you already know. I Intern. Wrote <laughs> Intern for don't yes. look under the bed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause because you and I are about to outturn on <laughs> because yes, I was be is not good on the social medias. I was any of the until I got her. So I, oh, I Lord. add up on indeed. So you all should do the same. Oh my goodness. Girl, just That's send a great us, tip. And Thank just you so send much. us your ad. We'll go with it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh my goodness. Sure. You can just change the wording from back and call to Don't look it. under the bed. Under That's me. it. Come on. Because yeah. we need help. Send help right now. Help. <laughs> <laughs>
So That's tell awesome. us your, um, maybe like your top three, like attractions here that you promote here in Houston. Top three attractions. Honestly, um, I found during the pandemic that I like nature. Yes. <laughs> so, um, hmm. of course I like going, so I, I actually was working out, me and a friend were working out during the pandemic and we would walk around the neighborhood or around the, the park that's not too far from us. Mm -hmm. um, but I love going to uh, Herman Park. Yes, the, same. The garden we have there. The new I, garden is beautiful with the hill. Yes, yes. yes I love it. There a couple of years ago. And so I had a friend in town and I was like, you got to go to, to Herman Park. You got to go mm -hmm. to Buffalo Bayou Park. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are doing those picnics out there yes. now. Yes. And then I'm a foodie as well. Yes. So, and I, but I always hate to give people restaurants because I feel like, you know, you're going to eat wherever you go. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to promote any restaurants, yeah. but you know, oh, what, yeah. so what's your cuisine that you enjoy? Oh my, I love seafood. I feel yes. like we're the perfect place for seafood. I love seafood. Yeah. So I'm always going to refer a um, seafood restaurant. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not really a person that, that goes out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I am hanging out with friends, we do try to stay local. So we try yeah. to um, support some of those bars in, in Third Ward and mm -hmm. in, in Midtown. And, yeah, you uh, know, is becoming very popular East downtown. Yes. So, yeah, yeah those are my, my three. So parks, food and nightlife, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> love the development going on here mm -hmm. in Third Ward, Houston. I live right down the street from a lot of the new stuff that's coming up. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm excited about, you know, what you're promoting. I know you probably promote the walking tour uh, for the row houses, right? Yes. Um, what else do you promote? So uh, right now we are looking at scheduling and planning another walking tour mm -hmm. uh, with Sawari Tours. That's who we collaborated with last time. Mm -hmm. um, since I work full time, it's a, it's, it's, it's yeah. always like, you know, I kind of got to have that balance, but I'm also promoting my events, the events mm -hmm. that, I, that I'm planning, as well as mm -hmm. the events that other people have uh, hired me to do, such as right. weddings. Um, and then just, you know, working on uh, promoting the actual growth of Beck and Call mm -hmm. and trying to find the property and location and, and fundraising for that. Yeah. Are you looking yeah. primarily in third ward for your property or midtown? What's your at first vision? Of course. At first, okay. like it's gotta be in third ward, you okay. know, um, it's special to me, but yeah. as I'm growing and learning about different areas and different things and what people want, I'm becoming more open and you know, looking at other areas. Of course, mm -hmm. I would love for it to be in third ward. Yes. However, the ward is expensive. Yeah. And a lot of people are trying to move back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I can't find a property, that would be great. I would love to be in third ward, but I'm also looking at other wards around mm -hmm. downtown as well. Oh, okay. Sure. So maybe like fourth ward. Well, that's probably expensive too. Fourth ward is first ward. Fifth, mm -hmm. fifth ward is becoming, mm -hmm. you know, they're redeveloping over there yes. a lot too. Yeah. So really top three is third ward, fifth ward, and um, 
the uh, Midtown area. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned wow. that you're working full time and you're still planning your events, weddings and such. Mm -hmm. How sway? I don't know. Honestly, I, <laughs> honestly, I just, um, it's like I work the nine to five and then I have the five to nine, as they, as they would say, and then I have the weekends. Wow. But um, I knew that when I graduated from, from grad school, I needed to have, you know, something to yeah. financially back me up. Mm -hmm. So I've been working as a development director and fundraising for mm -hmm. a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what that looks like for the future. I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I love working for a nonprofit, uh, but also my business is growing. Yes. And I'm not sure, you know, how much time I can devote to both at the same time. Yeah, so, sure. um, so yes, I, I just try to manage my time. You know, at first it was a little rocky. I yeah. didn't know how I was going to do it. Sure. Um, but, you know, luckily I have a team and, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's expanding. I, I feel like I meet people at the right time. So I met yeah. my realtor first and we built a relationship. And mm -hmm. um, earlier this year, I got my intern and she's awesome on social media. That was mm -hmm. a blessing. And then I just, I just got an intern uh, from Texas Southern by mm -hmm. contacting their school of communications uh, because I don't know anything about public relations. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just got a public relations intern last week that mm -hmm. onboarded. So just growing the team and realizing that I can't do it all because I thought yeah. that I did at the beginning. Yeah. And then I said, no, I can do all this. <laughs> so, right. so and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. We don't have to do it all. You know, that's the beauty yeah. of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know where your strength lies. You know where your energy um needs to be focused. And so you're able to give some of the other things to someone else. Right. So that's awesome. How do you keep your cup full, your energy up and your optimism and, you know? Um, I, I cherish getting rest. So yes. <laughs> um, recently, you know, I got back into therapy at the maybe the beginning of the year, I got mm -hmm. back to therapy. Mm -hmm. um, that's been very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that she highly recommended first starting out was to journal this part of my life because this is very, it's a very crucial time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, at, I'm in my late twenties and, you know, things are changing, um, you know, working and opening a business. So journaling, uh, another thing I recently did, I told y'all that I deleted the social media off mm -hmm, my phone because mm -hmm. that could be very, um, it can take a toll on your mind too when yeah. you're on social media. And I know mm -hmm. oftentimes they say, you know, don't compare what you're doing to what other people are doing, but it's easy to do that when you're yeah. scrolling and you're like, sure, mm -hmm. so I was living the life over here. So mm -hmm. I, I had to set that boundary. But also another thing that I've, I've done is I set a downtime on my phone okay. and I recently discovered that you could do that. But at a certain time at night, I don't, I can't receive any phone calls, text messages, unless they're in my favorite. So it's of yeah. course like my mom, dad, yeah. sister, in case mm -hmm. it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. But that's helped because one thing that I've found out, you know, over, over the past couple of years is when you have, when I have so much stuff going on, I can't pick up the phone and just, talk for two hours with a friend like I used to because yeah. 
it can take a toll and then I'm not able to get the rest that I need. Mm -hmm. So those are some practices, some recent practices that I've taken on to make sure that I'm the best person I could be, that I'm keeping my cup full, as you say, and um, getting, getting the rest that I need and doing what I need to do to be, to be better. Ooh, that's a word right there. That's it. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's, what is it? The, the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it, it is. It definitely is. Kaylin, thank you so much. I mean, you are truly an inspiration. I love all of the moves that you're making. We're going to stay in touch and, you know, see how we can be a part of it and, um, you know, contribute. You're here locally. I mean, I just love everything about you, everything that you're doing and um, congratulations on this journey. I mean, this is, it's fantastic. We thank you so much for being with us. And thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Ooh, we're going to be in touch, girl. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look under the bed. It's where we uplift, we amplify, we celebrate, we laugh, you know, we encourage, we do all those things. Yeah. And, you know, your, your journey and what you're doing, just as Robin said, is, you know, these are all the things we talk about. These are all the things, you know, and to see someone doing it and having it in action is, you know, it's, it's wonderful. You know, I absolutely love it. The face of hospitality is changing and it, it needed this change. You know, I, I think each, each group, each level, Mm -hmm. it, it changes. I think about when I first started and, you know, the, the people I meet now when I'm out and things. It's, I mean, it's wonderful. Congratulations. Absolutely. You are truly redefining hospitality and we're so proud of you and just proud to know you. Thank you. We thank you for listening to don't look under the bed. You can continue to support the show by subscribing and sharing Hospitality, that's our business.